Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. As always, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for tuning in, being a part of our True Form Life community, whether you're listening on terrestrial radio across the country or as a podcast around the world. Thank you again for sharing your time today with us. Today, I've got Shane Inman, and he has got a fantastic story to share with you. I want you to take a walk with me here. I want you to visualize (laughs) and share this moment with you because it's going to lead up to this incredible interview. Take a minute to picture struggling for to reach your goal. Each and every moment you've dedicated your life to reaching one moment, one goal, one mission. Day after day, week after week, you're on a constant grind. You put your body through incredible pain and soreness and pressure. It's emotionally taxing. It's physically taxing. And when you feel like you're at your peak, you feel like you're at your best time and again over a 10-year period, you fail. You don't reach your goal. You don't get to where you set your mind to, where you train for year after year. And then all of a sudden, a time comes where you're where you're ready. You're not sure if it's going to happen, but you turn the corner. You're 200 meters from the end of the finish line, and you realize this could be it. All you have to do is finish the race. Stay tuned on this edition of Exploring Mind and Body as Shane walks you through exactly what it took to reach his goal and cross that finish line. Sit back and enjoy. We got all that coming up on... This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. We have Shane with us online. You heard all about him in the introduction. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Shane. Thanks so much. I'm really glad that you invited me out on it. Yeah, it's our pleasure. I'm excited. We got a chance to sit down and have a tea. It's always interesting for me to be able to sit across from someone. I'm so grateful for the show and the connections we've been able to make and the relationships over the years. And it's no different here. I've recently found you on social media and here we are with an interview and you have some exciting news. I'm so excited to share this topic with our audience and let them know what it's like because as we talked about, it's not always all that glamorous, all the ins and outs that it takes to make it happen. So tell me, you know, let's take a step back. Tell tell us who you are and what you're doing, and then I'll get into my questions. Uh, Yeah, so I actually am doing quite a bit of different things. I'm a realtor for uh, REMAX Estate Properties, and then I coach high school cross-country and track. And uh, as well, I coach a few adult athletes, um, for their own race goals, and then um, and then I have my own training and racing that I'm I'm focused on that um, takes up time as well. <laughs> so your exciting news: you recently qualified for the 
Olympic trials. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I've been working at trying to qualify since 2008, and I've had many unsuccessful uh, attempts and you know races that went wrong or injuries in a buildup or you know things just didn't go right with weather or for whatever reason didn't get it. And then uh, at CIM last uh, December, uh, I was able to hit the qualifying standards. So it was kind of uh, a bucket list dream that I'd been working at for a very long time and kind of had gotten to a point where I wasn't sure if it was ever going to happen. And then, so what would that, what did that feel like? Take us, take us through it. Is there a, a moment where you're like uh, in celebration where you know, you got that time or are you sitting and waiting to see other people's times? Uh, so yeah, you, if you run under 219, um, that's the qualifying standard for the men's and, at CIM, like I said, I'd been working at it for so long that it, it kind of built up in my mind as something that almost seemed unattainable. When I first started trying to get it, like I I had friends that had qualified and I'd had races that seemed like they had, you know, the chance to do it. And I was confident that I could do it. But then after you fail at it so many times, you start to kind of lose confidence in it. And so at CIM, I mean, that was my big goal in my, in my buildup for it. I, all my workouts were done at that pace to try to achieve that time standard. And then on the day of everything went well and I felt strong and I was hitting pace. And at mile 20, I actually kind of started like hyperventilating a little bit because I was like, I'd never gotten to mile 20 feeling <laughs> that good and, and feeling like I was going to qualify. And so I almost basically sabotaged myself. Like at that point, I kind of freaked out and my heart rate spiked and like everything just kind of like tensed up because I got so worried that I was going to hit that, which sounds kind of strange to say. But um, after that, I kind of backed off on the pace a little bit and I and I was like, well, I'm not going to qualify now. And I just kind of gave up. And so in my mind, the last 10K I didn't think I was going to qualify, but then I just kept telling myself, well, this is still going to be a big PR. I got to keep pushing it because this is going to be an accomplishment. And even if it's not what I wanted, I got to try to get, you know, my best performance out of it. And so I was just pushing at that point. And I think it almost helped me out because I stopped stressing about hitting the time standard and just said, okay, I'm going to do the best I can do right now. And then with a mile to go, I saw on the clock and it said, 211 something and i was like why would they have a random clock out here just with at the mile marker to go and then i was like oh wait it's not a mile to go it's you know 1.2 miles to go and i was like if you add you know that extra 400 meters that actually would make me right around 218 something i was like wow i still have a chance to qualify and so at that point i just was like okay i gotta go and so i really started pushing and then the way the course is set up, you you finish uh, along this, you, you run down this long street for a long time, and then you finish at the Capitol building in Sacramento, and you make this turn to go towards the Capitol building. And right when you make that turn, you've got maybe 200 meters or less, and you can see the you can see the clock, and I could see it was like 217 something. I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna make it! Like, and it was that moment that I realized that it was like. I'm going to qualify for the trials. And it was like something that I had, you know, dreamed about and worked for for so long that it was just like a shock. Like I, I couldn't believe that it happened. Oh my gosh, you got me a little emotional here. <laughs> <laughs> so you hit that turn and you're like, oh my gosh, did it still take some time to like 
hold yourself together you're like don't 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 celebrate or don't panic you still have 200 meters to go or did you know you're like no yeah no honestly the the thing i was most worried about was like that i was my hamstrings were going to pull up on me or something that i was gonna you know something was going to tie up and i was going to have to just come to a stop um but I, i mean in that last little stretch where i could see the clock like it was just all emotion like i just i i was like in shock that that i was going to do it because that was a 7 minute pr for me so not only was it you know uh something i'd been working at for a long time it was a huge pr to where i i almost couldn't believe that it happened so when you cross the finish line is it like what 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 kind of emotions are you going through oh it was awesome i mean i i grew up about maybe 40 minutes from there. So I had a lot of friends and family there. My, and like my fiance was at the finish line and, you know, just a lot of people around that I knew. So it was one of those things where it, you know, it happened at a good place too, where there was so much support there that, you know, everybody was excited as as I was. I couldn't be more excited to share with you our brand new magnesium supplement called TriMag. Now we've put together three different forms of magnesium. We also have potassium in there as well. This is a top quality magnesium supplement in liquid form. It's 95% absorbable, which is much different than 5% coming from a powder or pill. So look for a magnesium supplement with clean ingredients like a TriMag. If you want more details, head over to trueformlife.com slash TriMag magnesium supplement. This will help you improve your sleep. It helps muscle recovery and soreness. It helps mood, digestion, and it will give you a natural boost of energy as well without the crash. So check out more details at trueformlife.com slash TriMag magnesium supplement. It seems like such a big risk. Like you're putting yourself out there and we don't, I I love this story. I love this interview already. You don't, we don't see that side of it. Like you put yourself out there in such a big way to achieve this giant goal, but there's so much opportunity for failure. Oh, definitely. You're definitely putting all your eggs in one basket with the marathon. I mean, I had so many buildups where I was like, this is going to be my, my race. I feel so good. I'm so fit. And then I have like a really great workout. And then the next morning wake up and my, you know, my ankles bothering me, my IT bands bothering me, something. And all of a sudden I got to take a couple weeks off and and now I got to drop out from the race because, um, it's not going to work out or, like uh, this, so the same race, uh, CIM, uh, in 2012, the year after I dropped out, I came back and was, and I was fit and I was like, okay, you know what, this is my chance for redemption. Like I dropped out last year, I'm going to run a big PR today and, and really I'm fit and ready to go. And it ended up being a year where there was like huge headwinds and pouring rain the entire year or the, the entire race. And there was just like you know, probably six inches of sitting water on the course. I ran in a trash bag for the first half of the race. And oh. then I took the trash bag off because I was like, this is so frustrating. Like I didn't come here to to go and jog in the rain and storm and everything. And I, so I took off the trash bag and threw it and then immediately regretted that because I was freezing <laughs> the second half of the race. So, so I ended up having uh, kind of a you know, I was happy with my, my, my effort that day, but my time wasn't great because of the weather and the, and the headwinds and everything. But it was just one of those things where it was like, I've, 
put everything into this race and then the weather doesn't come my way on race day. So you never know, like, you know, you put all this time and effort in and, and it doesn't, you know, always align with a good performance. Oh man, how frustrating. All right, let's take a step back here for a moment and tell us what a training schedule, like, is it a grueling training schedule? I think we, when you mentioned when we talked, you were running twice a day. Give our audience a chance to learn what it's like to actually train and lead up to something like this. Yeah, so for this race, um, I kind of took a step back on intensity because I wanted to stay healthy and make sure that I made it to the line and, and was able to race. But at the same time, my goal was to qualify. So I upped my volume quite a bit. Um, the I would say the eight weeks leading up to it, I was every week over 100 miles a week. And then um, my highest week was 150 mile a week. And so um, I don't know what that uh, what, what would that be in kilometers? That's yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I need a <laughs> well, kilometer got, calculator. Right. Uh, so that's you know, a hundred, hundred and fifty miles is um, a lot. <laughs> but my so I'm mostly most days I was doubling, and then the weekends I'd do my long run. And um, the one thing I really tried to focus on in the training cycle, aside from getting the, the big miles in, was uh, making my workouts. Uh, or my long runs into a workout. So, for instance, I might do a 10-mile warm-up and then a 10-mile uh, uh, run at, at marathon pace, or I might do, um, like, one of my big workouts was a 3-mile warm-up in the morning, then 8 miles at 5.30 per mile pace, and then a 2-mile cool-down, and then come back later that night and do the workout again. So uh, that was like, what is that, five, six, that's like 24 miles for the day um, total with uh, 16 of it at uh, a little slower than goal marathon pace. Um, but uh, oh it's a lot, it's a lot of volume and a, and a lot of, a lot of uh, volume at pace. Um, and so a lot of my workouts were kind of tire the legs out and then try to run, uh, try to run marathon pace after that. So, um, they'll, they would be like long warm up or long warm up, and then, uh, working on race pace. So nothing super, super fast, but just kind of cumulative fatigue and trying to run fast on, on, on fatigued legs. Okay. And then is, does nutrition play a role with your lifestyle or with runners in general? I'm always interested to know because of that grueling schedule twice a day runs, do you try to do your best to stay on track with nutrition as well? I would say uh, yes and no, <laughs> because <laughs> I, you know, I love every kind of junk food there is. Uh, like I, my diet is terrible. And so if I have an injury or if I'm taking time off from running for a little bit, uh, my weight definitely goes up quite a bit because I still eat like I'm running 100 miles a week. But <laughs> the other side of it is if you are running 100 miles a week, you can pretty much eat anything and it, it burns it off real quickly. So um, I try to eat a little bit cleaner as I get closer to a race. So I don't, I don't say like, oh, I've got to only eat you know, fruits and vegetables or I've got to only eat this type of food. I just say, okay, I need to try to get in more fruits and vegetables. I need to not eat any junk food and I need to, uh, just try to, you know, 
eat clean and not go to eat fast food or eat out at restaurants or anything as much. Um, but yeah, most of the time I'm, I'm guilty of just eating whatever, <laughs> whatever's in front of me. <laughs> well, the handful of runners that I know kind of seems like the same deal, but uh, <laughs> I've always, I've always, that always interests me. I, I want to ask you about the excitement leading up now to the uh, Olympic trials. So, I mean, the pressure put on you by others. I mean, I've played elite sports myself, and I feel like many times it's kind of like other people surround you, put more pressure on you than you do yourself. Is that how you feel? Or maybe you could walk us through what you're going to be going through this next bit until you go to Atlanta. Yeah, so the the race is in uh, February. Uh, it's actually on February 29th uh, of 2020. And so, I, I mean, I feel like it's, I've still got quite a bit of time till then. And so I think because of that, um, I don't feel as much pressure. I'm just trying to kind of just enjoy running a little bit. Like I put so much pressure on myself to try to qualify for the trials that, I mean, I was, I was going crazy. I mean, and I remember the night before the race, I was just so nervous. And, um, and so in, in part of that is I, I accomplished that goal that I'd been trying for so, so long. I don't expect to go and, and run another huge PR and, and make the Olympic team. I just want to show up and, and be out there competitive and, and have a good day and, and see if see where I fit into the mix. If I can, you know, have a good good competition and be, be in the mix, I'll be happy. And if I can perform, you know, to my best, that that's good. Um, but yeah, definitely people the day after I, the day of and the day after I qualified, people were coming up to me and saying, you made the, you, you made the Olympic trials. Like what, what's next? Where, how are you going to, how are you going to make the Olympic team now? I'm like, I, yeah, that's, that's a huge step. You know, I just PR'd by seven minutes. I'm going to have to PR by another seven minutes to make the Olympic team. <laughs> so I'm realistic that, you know, I, I, you know, I think that the Olympic trials qualifying in itself was a huge accomplishment for me. And, Anything I can do at the trials is just, uh, you know, icing on the cake. And you were saying that there's over 200 other athletes that are going to be running the same trial? Yeah, usually um, there's it ends up being around 200 guys that, that hit the qualifying standard. I mean, it's literally whoever makes the standard. of So it's uh, under 219 for the marathon. And so that's 518 per mile. So anyone that runs that time uh, gets to qualify to run on that on that day for the olympic trials and so that could be you know i think so far at least 150 guys have qualified but that could be uh 400 on race day it's just it, it's depending on you know where the competition level is at at that point um uh, you i usually though i would say it uh, ends up being around 200 guys that end up qualifying for the trials do you know what that looks like when, like when you arrive can you take us through that or maybe we'll have to do an interview when when it's over with do you know what it's like when you arrive you stay in a hotel you run the next day or, or any details like that yeah so actually um they i just got an email yesterday from the atlantic track club they're the ones putting on the race and um i'm actually really lucky that i qualified this year and not in 2016 because the Atlantic Track Club is hosting the trials this year, and they're doing a great job with uh, supporting the athletes as far as like they're paying for the travel and um, and they're you know reaching out and setting up you know when you need to be here or be there and um, what the schedule's like. They they're gonna roll it out kind of week by week. They said um, they just sent me the 
course map, which it looks pretty challenging. It's got a lot of elevation. Um, so it'll be a really tough course, um, which I think is good because, you know, any kind of championship race, you add other elements and it just makes it uh, a more competitive race rather than just a time trial. And what does it look like? Is fa- is it too far? I mean, you were, you're here in LA. Is it too far for family and friends? Will a few people be joining you? Can you actually watch this? Or does people just kind of hang around the finish line possibly? That's a good question. <laughs> I Like I said, um, Atlanta Track Club is, is doing a really good job putting it on. So I would think there'll be some good coverage of it, um, at, at very least online. Um, I, I think I'll have some family and friends uh who will go um i would guess my parents and uh my fiance will probably be there um but yeah i mean it is atlanta it's kind of far (laughs) so (laughs) i don't expect a lot of people to head out there i you know i'm gonna do everything i can to to uh be in the best shape i can be at um on that day but you know you know you can't control how how things end up i just want to mention complete truth protein here once again before i let you go this is a protein supplement we designed ourselves made with quinoa and hemp seeds also maca and stevia we have two different types of products they both have tons of health benefits you can bake the original bag you can bake with it's perfect for gluten-free flour if you're celiac or gluten intolerant we have tons of recipes on trueformlife.com which include raw protein balls. People absolutely love these ones. We have pancakes, cookies, muffins, all healthy, all clean ingredients. Dorothy puts these together for us on a weekly basis. So if you head over to trueformlife.com, head over to the recipe section. We have all kinds of recipes on how you can use Complete Truth Protein. It's also a vegan and raw product. So if you have any intolerances or if you have any issues with digestion, this will definitely help you out. Once again, that's trueformlife.com slash Complete Truth Protein. Yeah, I think it's awesome that you get that opportunity. For me, when I played, I just wanted to be, I wanted to compete against the best. And that was, for me, like, I always wanted to, as a, as a, uh, I played baseball for years. And I wanted yeah. to compete against the best pitcher. Like, I was never scared. I didn't want to, like, shy away. Like, some guys, they just didn't, like, oh, I hope so-and-so is not pitching today. But, like, I feel like I worked incredibly hard. And then I wanted to know, like, I wanted to see, like, it's against you and me today. And we're going to see who's better. Like that always excited me. But I think it's cool for you to, you get a chance to run and you get a chance to compete and you get a chance to hang out and talk to some of these people that, that have been competing or running at at elite levels for years. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm excited to just to toe the line. Um, (laughs) I definitely kind of go both ways with, with the competitive side. Like, if there's a, a small local race and it's got, you know, $500 prize money for first place, I'm like, I hope nobody fast shows up. <laughs> but, but if it's a race where I'm as fit as I, I can be and I want to have my best performance, then I'm like, I want the, the best people there because that's going to pull me along to do better. Like at CIM, I think I took like maybe like 47th place or so because um, it was the U.S. championships. And so I started the race, I think I was ranked like 300 and something off of my marathon PR. And so the first half of the race, I don't think I was even in the top 100 of the field. But that really helped because I was able to just kind of 
turn my brain off and sit in the pack and run nice and controlled and, and not worry about pacing because there was just so many other guys around that, that I could just latch on to and run with. So I think having other people just makes you or just elevates you to a whole nother level, you know? So do you get to, do you ever go and do like a fun run? Like you're just going to go like they have color runs or like um, obstacle course runs or if you do those, do you have to, th- are you like trying to beat everyone <laughs> or can you relax and have fun? You know, I'm always competitive. Like I, I, I've, I've been trying to enjoy running more by doing like trail races and stuff. Like I just did, uh, the Kodiak 100 miler. And for me, that was like just a bucket list. I was like, you know, I'm not really sure how my body is going to react after a hundred miles. Like I may never be able to run again. (laughs) So I was like, I've, I've already hit my, my goal PR, um, for the marathon. So, you know, I might as well give it a shot and see what I can do. And it actually ended up being a horrible experience where I was like (laughs) puking for the entire day. Every time I'd try to eat something, my body would reject it and I would puke it back up, um, from like mile 57 to the end. I was just puking nonstop. And then after the race, uh, so it's been three weeks since the race and my feet have been, um, like pins and needles, like numb. Like if you, if your feet fall asleep, that's how they've felt nonstop since the race. Oh my um, gosh. It's a kind of a weird sensation, but I've talked to a few different people who have done hundred milers and they've said that, uh, that's not that uncommon and it'll go away after, uh, like a couple months or so, but it's just kind of a strange sen- sensation to have every single day. And so, um, I've been getting back going with my training, but at first I was kind of afraid to run because I didn't want to like do nerve damage or something. Um, so hearing that other people have had that same issue and have just ran through it, I was like, okay, I can start back to training. But I've been kind of trying to do like different things like trail races and, um, you know, just running with running groups and having fun and en- enjoying running a little bit more. Um, because for a long time, I thought that like, running had to be like hard all the time. Like if I want to reach my goals, I have to be very regimented. I have to really, um, put everything I have into every single workout and every single run. And I think you can get a little too stressed out about that and, and kind of worry yourself into, um, not reaching your performance. Kind of like what I was saying during the race at mile 20, I just kind of started hyperventilating because I'd put so much pressure on myself about hitting this time um, for so many years. And now I was going to hit it and I was afraid that I was going to screw it up somehow. (laughs) So um, I think running should be a little bit more fun. And I've just been trying to do different things, different races and, um, you know, go to run clubs and enjoy it a lot more lately. Awesome, Shane. That was a fantastic interview. Thank you so much for joining us. Is there anything, I know you do some coaching. Uh, is there anything that you want to mention? Sometimes we give our, my, my guests a chance to talk about their website or products at the end of the show. Is there anything that you want to share with us or maybe a message, anything at all? Uh, no, I mean, just, you know, I think anyone can reach any goal they have with, that's the thing about running is like, it's not where, you know, like other sports with talent makes such a huge effect on it. Anyone can reach their goals if they, they put their time and effort into it and work harder than anybody else around them. Um, so yeah. And then, uh, oh, I mean, you can follow me on social media, um, C H E Y N E Inman, I N M A N. So Shane Inman, um, on Instagram or 
Facebook or anything if you want to connect. Awesome, Shane. Thank you so much. We uh, will look forward to hearing how it goes. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and sticking around till the end. I love that interview. It was so emotionally visualizing. Is that even a thing? It is now. (laughs) I got goosebumps when Shane was telling his story, and maybe you did too. There's so many reasons for us to keep pushing forward, keeps putting one foot after the other time and time again, because we never know when we're going to reach our goal. If we give up, if we quit, if we accept that failure in our lives, we'll never succeed which is why I love to share these stories. I love to do these interviews and give someone like Shane a voice and share with our audience, with you guys right here to let you know that you can achieve. All you have to do is get back up, dust yourself off, and get back in the game. More details are at trueformlife.com. This is where we do meal planning, recipes, grocery shopping lists, at-home workouts. We are dedicated to naturally increasing your energy and improving your digestion. All past shows are going up on exploringmindandbody.com. If you ever miss a show, you can always go back and check out past shows there. Visit trueformlife.com slash protein for more details of our protein supplement we designed ourselves. It's a plant-based protein supplement. You can throw in smoothies. You can bake with it. Give you a natural boost of energy and energize your day without question. We also have Trimag. This is our newer magnesium liquid form supplement. We've got three different forms of magnesium involved here, along with potassium. It is great to help your muscles recover. It's going to make you feel better, give you a a natural boost of energy during the day, and it's also going to help you sleep better in the evening. It's fantastic for muscle recovery, as I previously said. (laughs) Once again, thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Taddeo in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.